to another episode of Unseen Connections, episode four. I am your host, Amy Skinner. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for being here if you're new. We like to start out with a moment to pause. So we're just going to dive right into that, get you primed up and ready for whatever comes next. So starting out, feeling into your feet, placing them firmly on the ground below you if you can. And then as you feel into your feet, noticing all of your toes, your big toe all the way down to your little toe, assuming you have all the toes, (laughs) feeling into the ones that you possess, feeling into the balls of your feet, feeling into the heels of your feet, and noticing the sense of connection that you have. Sometimes by bringing awareness to this space, you also ignite some energy. So maybe you feel some tingles, maybe you feel some temperature, maybe you think I'm nuts and you feel nothing and that's okay. (laughs) Just allowing yourself some space to breathe and some space to notice and observe what is. And then using your mind's eye, your third eye, scanning up your body, up your legs, into your hips, through your abdomen and pausing over your heart and just noticing your breath as you inhale notice how your heart expands and your shoulders maybe slightly rise up towards your ears and notice how all of these areas soften all over again as you exhale and just notice the body notice how it responds Maybe you have a stomach gurgle or two. Maybe you're hungry. (laughs) Maybe you're digesting. Maybe you noticed neither. And is it possible that you are experiencing your heart beating? Is it something that you can hear? Is it something that you can feel? Is it something that you notice at all? And then taking a longer inhale, just slightly, inhaling in through the nose. Take a brief pause with full lungs. And then your choice, letting it out through the mouth or letting it release through the nose. As you release a little bit of energy through your exhale. Carrying on again, inhaling in through your nose, deepening the breath just a little bit. Gentle pause at the very top. And then letting your exhale happen. Just taking these mindful moments here. Inhaling to pause. Exhale to relax. And really pay attention to the space around your lungs on your next inhale. Notice how your ribs expand. And then as you exhale, notice how they soften and release. Noticing your neck, 
the cervical spine, noticing the skin around your skull. And imagining, if you were here for the previous episode, imagining with every inhale, the sutures in your skull opening just a little bit, as well as your sacrum flexing. And then as you exhale, imagining them relaxing. These things are happening inside the body, but they are so subtle that it's not something that we can feel. But you can picture it in your mind. And imagine that these two polar opposites, the top of your head and the base of your spine, imagine these two places are the north and south pole of a magnet. Maybe you start to become more aware of the feeling at the crown of the head. Maybe you start to become more aware of a feeling at the base of your spine. Maybe in your bum. (laughs) And then imagine from these two poles, these two opposite ends of the magnet, You have these invisible connections out from the head, down into the bottom of your spine. And this becomes your energy field. And it starts to circle around you as you notice more of these threads from top to bottom, from bottom to top. And as you continue to breathe, it's like everything jumps into alignment, like soldiers in a row. Repair happens, holes are sutured. It's like you're calling in all of the fragments of yourself. And feeling this expansiveness around your body and declaring that within this atmosphere that you take responsibility for your energy and you declare that you allow others to take responsibility for theirs as well and that feels like a sense of peace feeling that you are in your own separateness even though we are connected. Living in your own little energy bubble. Inviting the release of anything that you have picked up along your day. Inviting the release out through your feet. Letting it go to Mama Earth and calling in through the crown of your head unconditional love light and energy meant for your highest and healing potential and taking a deep breath in through the nose letting a release out through your mouth and so it is i've had some really amazing conversations this week and it's been with some of you it's been with my kid it's been with alex my partner and 
I'm just so grateful for the people that I have in my life now. (laughs) I've worked really hard at, for one, finding the value within myself, because as I find the value within myself, I begin to assess those that I have around me and notice if they treat me with value as well. And it hasn't always been that way. I haven't always been valued. I haven't always been recognized as that diamond in the rough, so to speak. And that's not to to shame anybody else for their for their lack of eyes, let's say, because it's it's that understanding for me that it was the redirection that I needed. It was the redirection that this person is not for me at this time, whether it was at all or anymore. And it helped me find the places and the spaces and the people that were going to nurture me. And I'm, I'm so overwhelmed with a sense of peace and fulfillment of feeling nurtured with those that I have in my life. And I feel like I've worked so hard to get here. (laughs) I've worked so hard at weed whacking and watering my own grass, really. I've, I've really worked hard at this internal structure and I'm hoping that you maybe have some resemblance of the same in your life where you're feeling like yeah I've got some I've got some people that I really connect with and if you don't I hope that these words are encouragement for you that it can happen and if you're moving through the hurt and the hard right now keep going surrendering up the people the places the jobs the locations whatever it is that are clunky and constant conflict and you know you just walk away just feeling dense and heavy and flustered and like sucked into a vortex and if you're just living in this state of survival that is just showing you that it is it is imperative that you make a change and until we hit whatever our version of a wall is, sometimes we just got to keep going until we get there, until we have that great sensation of like, I can't fucking do this anymore. Like something needs to change. And then you begin to realize that I don't have control of other people. I don't have control of all these externals. But what I do have control over is figuring out my internal world. And I realized that recently over a situation that I'm going through, Um, It's a constant situation and it's not one that I can just run away from and it is challenging me to figure out how to shift my internal world around it. And I think I figured it out this weekend, but that was was a bit eye-opening that I I didn't think was happening. (laughs) I didn't think that I was uh, feeling this sense of urgency to to shift this external circumstance so that my internals felt better. Um, But now that I realize that that's kind of what I was doing and and where I was going with it, 
I've settled. I've, I felt a lot more calm and it's like a, well, it's feeling like a reclamation of my own power. And I love that. (laughs) I love that for me. But I too was in this land of not fully seeing it for whatever reason, whatever missing piece I needed at the time. I, I too am human. (laughs) And I just want to remind you that it's okay to be human. That's what this whole experience, this whole podcast is all about. This, my intention in the world at this time is to just continue to be human, continue to show up with all of these sticky, messy parts of myself, because I now have faith with the community and the people that I've drawn in. And by sharing these things, I'm going to find people that are going to continue to nurture me as much as I nurture them. And I'm already seeing it. And this podcast and speaking out and, you know, asking for help and literally just letting people in is making that big difference. If I, if I stay quiet all my life, which I have already tried to do, I recognize that that didn't keep me as safe as I wanted or you know, maybe safe isn't the right word. I definitely didn't really feel that connected. I felt quite invisible. I, I felt like quite a fly on the wall, you know, and I, I can see that a lot of my high school experiences, uh, I had this huge inner turmoil and I blamed so many other people for their lack of interest in me. And then it was like, well, what did I do to create said interest? You know, it's having a conversation with somebody that doesn't ask you questions doesn't really go very far. But I mean, this podcast is a little different, so just (laughs) ex-nay that idea. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But no, when you have a conversation with somebody and, you know, you need to ask questions, but not even just that, you need to, you need to be able to offer some things up too, right? Because some people... How are they supposed to know what questions to ask to get into what parts of your life, of your story, of the relatability that you might have together? So putting myself out there first and then allowing the people to find me in that respect, so far it's working out pretty good because, I mean, you're here listening to this right now, right? (laughs) So proof right there that... I'm encouraging you as well to let people in, to share with people what you're going through, to, it's like a trust fall. But even upon saying that, snuff out the people that you see do this for others or give you a sense of calm when you're around them, people that you don't necessarily hear cut down other people because they're full of their own insecurities. You got to find that person that can just listen. You got to find that person that can 
receive you as you are in this moment with all of your emotions. You got to find somebody that can stay grounded while you get into some heavy shit. If you talk to somebody that gets sucked into your emotions alongside you, like let's say you're really, really angry and then all of a sudden your anger turns into like a fight with this person. They start to take things personally and then then you just kind of start to regret that you said anything at all. You got to find the people that feel calm, that feel stable. Sometimes that's a counselor because maybe other people in your life just don't quite fit the bill and that's okay. I have a counselor. I think it's great. It's it's a person that's not aware of anybody else in my life. (laughs) So I can just talk about the stuff that I need to talk about. But finding your community in that regard, even if it's just one person, even if it's just one layer that you've never really talked about with somebody else and just seeing how they receive it, you feel so different when you are in spaces sharing, let's, for example, talk about something that you're really proud of in yourself. You know, you've changed something in your life and you are shifting these things to create a better sense of wellness within you, whether it's mental, physical, emotional, energetic, and you have somebody celebrating you, it helps you expand even further. It helps you keep your wings spread. It's such a, it's such a beautiful experience and one that I can't even fully (laughs) articulate for you, but it's, it's a feeling that you will definitely recognize if you've had it. It's a feeling of, it's a feeling of being seen. It's a, it's a celebration. It's a sharing of energy. It's a, it's a feeling of being whole and when you can be raw and real with somebody and they don't shoo you away or they don't shame you or they don't cast judgment on your decisions or the nature of your actions and you can just talk about things, that is so, so healing. That's so healing. So talk therapy whether it's with your friends, family, loved ones, counselor, your pets. Your pets are really great. (laughs) Your plants. You can talk to your plants. Your journal. I love talking to my journal. If you can just have a space that you can let some shit go and feel that it gets to live in the world and not like you want to just pull it all back inside of you, I, I hope, I hope you find those spaces. I hope you get to experience that or are experiencing that just as much as I am. I'm going to go ahead and dive into a card pull in this moment and just see where else we want to go today. Because I honestly came into this with a couple ideas and then 
I was like, you know what? We're just gonna keep flowing because I think that is always interesting. So I'm using a deck that is Magical Mermaids and Dolphins. <laughs> and I have this thing with mermaids and it's, it's funny cause it's kind of expanded in my life. Mermaids started to become something of interest to me when I was growing my hair out and I have really curly hair and I get kind of lazy <laughs> with going for haircuts and my hair grows really fast. So I got to the point where it was really, really long and mermaid hair, the definition of it for me is like when it's long enough to cover your boobs because mermaids, you know, sometimes depending on who draws them or what movie they're in, they, they, have, they have no tops, but they have tails. So the hair is usually that artistic feature that covers their boobs. So for me, it was like, oh, my hair's long enough. Now I'm a mermaid. <laughs> so that kind of filtered on from there. But then also mermaids love to dive to the depths. And I don't love shallow conversations. <laughs> and I love the depths. So it's, it's taking on interesting meanings for me. So this deck is Mermaids and Dolphins uh, by Doreen Virtue. And let's just see whatever the heck we need to hear. Oh, wow. This really jumped out. Oh, it says, set your sights higher, increase your standards, and expect more for yourself. Don't settle. That feels really pertinent to that idea of finding spaces where you can feel nurtured. Feeling nurtured, allowing somebody in to see you for the depths of who you are, can help remind you when you, when you have that poor self-talk and that self-doubt. And I had this conversation with a friend yesterday. I have to dive back into it because I'm not always good at reiterating word for word what was said. So Jeet, if you're listening, thank you. Because this was something that I, I really needed. And I was doing a card pull last night for myself. I was doing a card spread, I should say. And this card spread was, of course, everything that I needed to hear. And I journal as I do these card spreads. And I just more it's like pulling a thread and then all of a sudden you've unraveled the sweater that's kind of what last night was for me and this deck that i used last night was the isis oracle deck and i didn't realize after or i didn't realize until after i had pulled it that it's there's this serious gateway portal i don't know much about it but you can go look it up if you want but you know anything like that a portal serious energy um it's gonna, it's, it's gonna have some energy to it. So Isis, there was a card that I pulled and it talked about serious energy. And I was reading this incantation at the end of the guidebook. And I use the guidebook in my own readings. I don't usually use it for other people, but when I do my own readings, it's kind of, it, sometimes it's hard for me to pick up the intuitive message through the cards themselves. I get a little bit, but the guidebook helps me expand more because I'm, I, I'm the audible and I like language. So anyways, I was reading the incantation and I, and normally incantations for me, I'm like, oh yeah, cool. I know like the power of voice and stuff, but in the moment I don't notice a lot. A lot of times it's like after it's done, I begin to see little things here and there that have kind of shifted just slightly. Um, but this one, I read it. And then I looked at the card 
And I looked at the card and I felt myself like drawing into the card and I started to feel that shift already. And this card was incredible. It, uh, I'm assuming it was Isis on it. And she's looking back. So looking at me through the card and she has her hand out. And then behind her is this like orange portal looking thing. (laughs) And it was a card all about stepping out of your past. I'm going to use the word program. And I, and I felt that, and I don't know how to convey that to you through words right now, but I was just so in awe. And then, and then I went and, um, so I had this incredible card spread and then I went and had some cannabis And then I noticed that all these things were like unlocking and settling into place. And I was just sitting there like mind blown. And basically like I just created a ceremony for myself is what I did. I used the cannabis for myself as a way to settle into that energy and to open things up. Because I find for me, it's like I get out of my own way sometimes. It helps me release a lot of the anxious filters inside of myself. I feel a lot more clear. Um, And so this experience was just, was just wild. And so I was telling Jeet about this experience. And I said, um, I could feel the shifts and see the dimensions. And I, and I'm aware that this sounds entirely nuts, but I'm just describing it from what had happened. And he's like, I believe you. I feel like you're pretty in tune with this stuff. And to hear that from him, it it just hit differently because I've been undermining myself a little bit. I've been kind of discounting <laughs> what I do, what I offer, how I show up in the world. You know, it's that, it's, again, it's that self-talk. It's that doubt. It's that keeping me small in my comfort zone and I'm dancing and towing this line of like expansion and contraction and having this having this moment of like I believe you and him telling me that he sees this within me that was that was a moment of nurturing that was a moment of expansion that was a moment just like I saw in that card of like taking this person's hand and stepping into seeing myself from an outside perspective. And then it kind of traveled into me saying that uh, it's funny because I don't I don't believe I'm as in tune as I am, <laughs> even though when I look back and see kind of where I started stumbling around with, with stuff compared to where I am now when I talk about these things, like I have so much more confidence as I talk about these things. And a couple healing sessions that I've done recently have just wowed the crap out of me because, and I'll share one with you in a minute because it's on a dog and it's incredible, but getting out of my own way and starting to recognize myself beyond my own limiting beliefs and doubts is, it's wild. And I told him I feel like I can actually see what you're saying And then I'm even more just in awe of myself. 
And then I said that I'm working hard at seeing my own value so that I don't get manipulated in that area anymore. I've had so many people manipulate me because I have not taken up the space that is mine and I have not valued myself enough to the point that people can see where they can get in there and use me, my skills, whatever, to their greater gain or their advantage. And in a way, it kind of feels like being siphoned off of. And and that's just because like you're not aware of these leaks of energy that are happening. So that becomes an opportunity for me to realize, okay, I see my energy leaking there. What can I do about it? How can I mend the fence? And part of that for me in my journey has been becoming aware of what I do offer, what I have done, the things I have gotten through. And this conversation with Jeet continues and he offered up this analogy, which I've never heard before. And so thank you. I'm going to give you credit for this one, Jeet. He said, yes, it's like the greasy pizza. If your house is barren of food and someone comes by with a greasy pizza, you let them in because, hey, gotta eat. But if your house is full of ingredients for an amazing dinner, you're already cooking. You turn the greasy pizza away because you have better already. So in short, if you see your own value, you're less likely to accept any bullshit from anybody else. And I was just like, what? That's incredible. So thank you for that one, because that helped me expand a little bit further as well. And there was something else that I was giggling about our conversation. (laughs) And I saw myself in a different way. And it was like watching somebody birth into consciousness. I feel like I'm a midwife. All of these things that I share with you throughout this podcast, it's like it's, it's helping attune you to becoming conscious around these different parts of your life, your parts of your body. <laughs> like that's, you know, I'm the midwife to that consciousness. And I, I kind of feel like maybe that's my role in this world. And I'm completely, I'm completely okay with that. I will, I will take it. Let's draw another card, shall we? So we have set your sights higher, increase your standards and expect more for yourself. Don't settle. Um, one thing I'm going to add to that before I draw another card is the things that pique your interest, the things that you're passionate about, they're not by mistake. Keep going. Keep leaning into those. There's something there for you. So whoever the hell needs to hear that, that's for you. <laughs> ah, yes. And watch your thoughts. It's important to only think about what you desire, not what you fear. It's really inviting for me to think about the things that I fear because I have this need to be overprepared so that when it arises, I know how to handle it. And I'm working my way out of that because that is keeping me stuck in my survival mode. And it's time to think about what we do want instead of what we don't want. And I'm going to place this on the idea of the world that we are living in right now. Ah, okay. I'm seeing where all this connects together. My ramblings make sense here. When people are super dysregulated and they pull you into their shitstorm, and if we take their invitation up and join them, then we 
basically lower ourselves to meet them. We need to set our sights higher. We need to help create the space to elevate them to this sense of safety and stability and groundedness so that they too can come from a place of love versus a place of fear. There was three other cards that came out. First card says, stay optimistic. Your dreams are coming true. Don't quit right before the miracle occurs. <laughs> so keep this vision in your mind of what it is you wish to see. Keep this concept of coming from a place of love, coming from a place of grounded rootedness in your mind's eye. Have that be your focus and then everything else is figure outable. The next card is rest. You've been working hard. Take a nap and get some rest. Know that you don't have to be working all the time to make shit happen. I get caught up in this too. Sometimes I feel like, well, if I'm not working on my stuff, then nothing's going to get done. Like nothing's going to move. Nothing's going to come from it. And that has been a really fucking hard lesson for me the last few years is recognizing that everything that I've been doing for myself from the outside doesn't look productive to somebody because we look at things in a, in a numbers perspective and like financial terms. And if what I'm doing doesn't directly relate into getting paid, then I'm not, I'm, what the fuck am I doing, right? No, <laughs> I'm shifting everything for myself. And so I offer this up to you if it fits. I'm shifting everything to look at it as energy. And I was saying this to my friend Dolly today and she said it, it, it was, I wish I could remember her words, but it, yeah, it was, it was like an expansion, an expansion of myself. It was like, it was like being cracked open. And if we look at everything as an energy, and I do this when I clean the house, <laughs> as you clean the house, then you shift the energy, you know, you, you take time to release the old and you create space for the new. If you spend time decluttering, literally you are creating space and making room for the new. If you, like people go and get their haircuts and feel like new humans, same kind of concept. Understanding that taking a moment, if you're freaking exhausted and you have the opportunity to literally take a nap, take a fucking nap. Everything else can wait. It's all good. If, if shit's not going to burn down, you're good. There was a chef that I used to work with and he used to say, we're just saving, we're just serving fries, not saving lives. Because as a server, there's so much anxiousness set upon us to meet people's standards. And sometimes they're unrealistic expectations that are set upon you, right? But in, in all reality, like it's just fucking food, man. <laughs> it's just fucking food. It's all good. It's it is small on the scale of, of everything. And so yeah, shift your, shift your perspective around rest. Know that rest is an opportunity and time to integrate and process. And we can't skip that step. You know, I, I had this concept with grief thinking I knew all about it. And then I was met with more of it when I moved, when the pandemic hit. Like I have not really realized until recently 
how much I have become secluded and a bit of a recluse and a hermit and as much as I love being an introvert and having my own space and living in my own energy, I'm also seeing now I'm craving connection and I'm missing that. And also I'm aware that I've needed some rest so that I can, I can stop at least lessen, not necessarily stop, but lessen this idea that I need to brace for impact every time I go out into the world because there's fucking chaos out there. And again, that, that comes back to taking care of your own shit and getting yourself, if you are able, you know, if you, if you have a sense of stability in your life, if you can continue to come back to that sense of stability, you can help other people pop out of their own survival by being a force of calm. Your force of calm, your own nervous system, as you treat yourself kindly, as you have compassion for yourself, it is so much more natural to be able to recognize somebody else in turmoil and recognize just like we do with children, okay, they're having a big hairy moment. They might need this moment, but then how do we how do we repair things from here? And yes, there are some people that if it's not your responsibility to try and repair, but you know, hopefully you can leave them a little better than you found them. The last card that was pulled is music for manifesting. To manifest rapidly, think of your desire while you chant, hum, sing, or play music. Stevie Shaler offered up the word cultivation instead of manifesting. And I really like that because manifesting feels separate and far away. But cultivation is, is, is like gardening. You're tending to it. You are... Yeah, you're tending to it, you're watering the grass, that kind of thing. So to cultivate rapidly, think of your desire while you chant, hum, sing, or play music. We've talked about vibrations, and again, this circles back, everything is energy. Music has such a beautiful vibration to it. There's tones, there's frequencies, and they affect different parts of our brain. There's different frequencies for each chakra, and... Music can be such a a mood enhancer or sometimes a mood killer. Whenever you watch a movie, you can sense foreshadowing depending on the type of music, can't you? So music is really, really effective. So if you need to pep yourself up, put on a song that like gives you that like let's go feeling. There's there's a couple songs in my life that I've I've been listening to to help remind me that <laughs> You know, things might be in fucking shambles, but I'm still here. I'm still alive. I'm not going to to retreat into my idea of comfort because I've felt these bits and pieces of expansion within myself and and I want to continue to cultivate that. So that's exactly what I'm doing here. And that's an opportunity for you to cultivate as well through your sense of music, your mu- your music selections, your, oh, what's also cool with music is that, do you ever think about 
when you hear a song and because we've seen it in movies or because we've watched music videos, do you ever think like a song could be such a good soundtrack to your life? Or if you like look out the car window when you're on um, a road trip and you're like, yeah, <laughs> I'm in a movie. Like, it, you know, it that is quote unquote main character energy. You know, that phrase that's going around on social media right now. And I think that's so funny, but so freaking true. And something that we can that we can take away for ourselves and, and utilize. Music is so powerful. Vibrations are so powerful. Energy, energy is everything. So I think it's really interesting the direction that this podcast took because I did not see that coming. <laughs> But it is something that I've been noticing in my card pulls. It's been something that I've been nudged towards talking about. And again, cards are that thing for me that show me some shit that I wasn't necessarily paying attention to. So that's really cool. Um, underneath these cards is that card spread that I did recently. And something that I wrote here that's catching my eye that I want to share with you is learning to accept myself, learning to integrate all of these shadowy parts. And I want to be able to expand on what the heck a shadowy part is or what it looks like or what it might be because sometimes that word, like there's no, for me, there's no visual. There is a visual, but there isn't, you know? But let's take people pleasing for an example in myself. I had this need to people please because if other people's emotions were kept stable, then I felt stable. So if I can accept within myself that this is something that exists and I can recognize it, then I can begin to recreate the dynamic within me of realizing that I can't change anybody else's emotional state, so to speak, but I can help mine. So accepting myself and realizing that no one's judgment, criticism, or rejection can take me down, all I need to do is honor me, and then everything else kind of falls away from that. If you're not buying into people's bullshit, <laughs> then what's left? You know, it's it's that sales mini tactic. Like they look for the quote unquote weak spots. But if you, oh, this, okay, yes. It's also that idea of bullying. That idea of like, if you can't dish it out, don't bother. Or if you can't take it, don't bother dishing it out. That that holds true in some regard, but part of that is making friends with the acceptance of yourself. If somebody makes fun of you and it's something that we take personally, it like fuels the fire for them to keep digging if obviously it makes them feel good to see you miserable. But if it's something that, like, for me, I'm in... That's why I talk about weird spiritual shit, right? I use that term specifically because, because of Alex. 
it's not that he resists all of those things that I'm into, but it is, it is a little bit out there. And if you can make fun of it, then you kind of win. You know, if, if you can take the piss out of something before somebody else does, what do they have left to talk about? You know, if, if you have less fear around the flaws and you just own them and you're like, yeah, so what of it? <laughs> What's left to say? You, you can render them speechless and sometimes it's kind of fun. <laughs> to surprise people with a response. I find that's happening to me more often recently with uh, some of the things people say around me or they don't they don't understand how deep my humor can go or, or the things that I can find humorous. And I'm somebody that laughs at so much shit. Like I, I take, or I, I <laughs> would like to think anyways, that I take very little personally. Um, and that is, that is definitely taking me some time to get here too, but it has been that layers of acceptance around, (laughs) yeah, I'm fucking tall. What of it? Yeah. I'm into weird spiritual shit. What of it? You know, uh, if you just own it, then there's no fuel left. So that's always good. But speaking of weird spiritual shit and that story that I was talking about recently about Reiki and this dog. So I was hired by somebody in town here to provide Reiki for their parents' dog. And I remember a lot of the story, but of course they know the story better than I. So I apologize if if you're listening if I don't quite get all the facts correct, but the experience itself is, uh, is, is more so holding weight here at this time anyways. So this dog in April, and right now it's July, just in case you were listening to this at a different time. In April, this dog was running and all of a sudden collapsed. And he'd lost the use of his legs and he was freaking out. And it was, it was obviously terrifying and traumatizing. Like just imagine you just falling down and just withering in pain, right? So this dog is, is having a big moment and they take this dog to the vet and they find out that a disc in this dog's spine had burst and his back legs were no longer working. And she had said that he started to disassociate with his back legs. And it was at the point where they had, they had no idea what to do. It was, there was something particular about this accident where they couldn't do surgery. So they weren't sure what was going to happen. And this dog couldn't go to the bathroom on his own. This dog obviously couldn't walk. It was... It was, it was really, really hard. And then this woman, she's on her own health journey right now. And she remembered me. She remembered that I deal with energy and I facilitate Reiki. And 
she had theories around this whole experience with the dog. And so she hired me to come over and provide some Reiki for this dog. And I asked her to tell me what she was noticing in him because obviously she knows him. I don't know his demeanor. I, I, I wouldn't know what's different and what's new and what's going on. So when I first got there, the dog was, was barking profusely because it, you know, (laughs) you got to use your voice if you can't run away from something or you can't like protect yourself. So his voice became his protection. So I sat down with this dog and I, and I, let him have a moment to settle and to get used to me and to sniff. And I started to, to do my thing and I was petting him and just kind of like wiping him down, so to speak. And he kept hearing sounds around him. And so he was kind of like sort of sitting up a little bit and then kind of calming down. And it took a moment for him to settle. And she began to notice that, well, he was licking my hands, (laughs) which makes sense because there's a hell of a lot of energy that runs through my hands when I start to do, when I start to do this work. But she started to notice that he was actually wagging his tail a lot more than he was. By the time that I saw him, he was going to the bathroom on his own. She was helping to rehab him. So she was massaging him all the time. They had him in this little harness because his front legs were working, but his back legs weren't. So the harness was there to try and help get the muscles moving. And he was going to rehab and just all the things. They were trying all the things. He had a little doggy wheelchair and everything. So that's the state that he was in when I saw him. And his two front paws, they were, or sorry, his two front arms, they were super, super stiff that they just, (laughs) they stayed extended out from his shoulders. So you can imagine he's laying on his left side and it's just his two arms, his left arms on the floor and his right arm is still like in the air because it's so stiff. And throughout this, this session, his right arm actually relaxed and started to touch the ground. And then she was telling me that she was struggling to get his back legs open so she could get into the access of like his belly. And she was noting that that's so interesting because if he's paralyzed, you think he would just be able to open his legs. And so we had this conversation continuing on as I continued to work. And we came to this conclusion that this disc that burst, it interrupted the central nervous system so that it became a neurological issue. I don't believe that this disc that burst was the necessary cause for the stiffness in his body and the back legs not working. It is and it isn't obviously if it interrupted the neurological system, but from what I know, with nature and energy and trauma, imagine that all of a sudden this huge amount of pain washes over you and an animal would naturally start to run it off, the energy. If you physically, if you physically cannot run and you've just had this heightened emotion, it's gonna get stuck and stored inside of the body. And this, this dog didn't 
necessarily have a lot of opportunity or option to expel this energy because he was physically impaired. So by bringing me into this mix and having this external support of energy, it's helping move some of the energy from his body. And he actually softened up so much that she could open up his back legs. It was incredible. I, it was incredible. It really reminded me and showed me more of myself of how impactful all of this is. And from the outside, it doesn't look like much if you watch me work. But clearly, the feelings, the softening, all of it, it speaks for itself. And I have to remind myself often that I came into this because I, I've re- received treatments that have felt so life-changing. And I know that it is weird spiritual shit to some people. I know that being so bold in the ways that I speak about some things can be uncomfortable for people that it's like a new fucking foreign language to them. Like, I get it. I've, I've, I've been that person in some capacity. And so that's why I strive to create this bridge between scientific and spiritual, because I want it to be accessible for the people that are curious, but, but don't understand the language that, that is sometimes accompanied by this work. And I do know that some of my language gets a little bit out there, but it's just like that card that we pulled with setting your sights higher. And it's, it's again, bringing people, it's elevating them versus me completely coming down to their level. Because if we feel this challenge to draw us out of our comfort zones into this place of expansion, you know, it's up to us to continue to step into that or some people will stay into that space of comfort. But as we invite others to join where we are, what we see, the information that we can deliver, the sense of safety and nurturing that we can offer one another, this calm nervous system because we are doing our own work, that really, really does become how we shift not only our life and the lives around us, but that's that ripple effect that we hear about changing the world. It all begins and ends with your internal space. And we need other people. We were meant to do this with other people. There is a lot of work that, yes, we must do on our own. And I mean that in the sense of if we're looking for somebody else for direction all the time, we're not doing the work of listening to ourselves. We're not doing the work of, of making friends with our sensations and, and figuring out what the key to our map really is. If we're constantly asking somebody else to just tell us what it is, we're, we're perpetuating the same cycle, right? We're not actually digging ourselves out of any holes. We are uh, staying the same. 
So keep doing the work that you're doing. Keep observing yourself. Continue to find a state of groundedness. And that will serve you. That will serve everybody else around you. If you can be in a state of this zoomed out position where you can have like a huge perspective versus just like this, this pin, pin focus on something, you can start to recognize when somebody else is dysregulated and instead of joining them in their shit, you can be the calm force. Whether they calm down or not is a different story, but you know, you won't end up adding fuel to the fire necessarily. And not only that, you yourself don't have to feel that crazy rapid fluctuation inside of you for as long as necessarily needed. If you can harness the tools that help bring you back to a centered state of mind, And give yourself grace for the moments that you do notice that you take up the invitations that others um, subconsciously subject you to. It's all figure outable. It's a part of being human and being real and raw and honest and remembering that love is, is the highest vibration and love is the most nurturing thing we can offer somebody else, even if they're even if they're a freaking stranger. Sometimes having a stranger be kind to you can be even more impactful than somebody that you see every day be kind to you. Because you're like, they didn't even know me. <laughs> like, who am I to them? I'm just another passerby. So that is a gift that you can provide yourself as well as others. Okay, one more card pull here. What else do we need to hear today? Oh, helpful person. Well, that just reiterated what I was mentioning. And it says the next card is yes, your intuition is correct. Take action accordingly. So I would say that that is in regards to, yeah, if you notice somebody struggling, you know, reach out, ask them, ask them how they're doing in such a genuine way where you are wanting to hear the answer. But first, ensure that you are in a state of inner peace, calm, you know, not chaotic in your own ways, so that when and if they do open up, you can navigate it successfully or Maybe not successfully, but navigate it without inflicting undue turmoil onto your own nervous system. And the next card is waves of prosperity. New abundance and exciting opportunities wash over you now. And I foresee that. I foresee that as we continue to monitor our thoughts in terms of thinking about what we do want versus what we don't want. As we continue to monitor our internal states, as we continue to find a nurturing circle and spaces and jobs and ways of living, we without a doubt will have an abundance of exciting opportunities. We will have an abundance of inner peace, 
We will have an abundance of not needing to look towards others to tell us what to do because we're capable of figuring it out for ourselves because we were always meant to. We were always meant to uh, consult our own senses. That's why we were designed this way. It's really quite beautiful. And it all, it all circles back. And that's been one of my driving forces here as I continue to do all of the living. I get to offer it to you here and provide a higher perspective, so to speak. You know, a zoomed out perspective. And it's not to say I didn't get here through <laughs> being in... Uh, taking up some invitations to some shitty shit. I have. <laughs> I'm human. But I say that to give yourself a little more ease, knowing that it's okay to be human. I think that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining me once again for another episode of Unseen Connections. If you have any connections that you've made yourself, if you have anything that we've talked about that you want to elaborate on or, you know, shift it into your own language, I would love to hear how it settles into you and your mind and your body and your takeaways from all the things. Because again, that's another way that it nurtures me and continues to help me expand here. And it's a beautiful co-creation of nurturing, a beautiful co-creation of this place of abundance between us and recalibrating the world that we want to live in. So some people will call that God's work. <laughs> if that's something that resonates with you, you can take that and run with it. And again, I'm saying that because Alex will just roll his eyes at me. <laughs> I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day or your evening. Be well. Take lots of care. And I'm sending you all the love. <laughs>